Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now. I made up my mind, and I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! Read it, did to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Wednesday, March 17th. It is St. Patrick's Day. Landon is without his green. I am in my best dress green, Sunday best, if you will. Um, Landon, it's unacceptable. I won't lie. All right. We've, I don't uh, even have anything green to even try to attempt we, to put something on. We have expectations for the show, and you've let us down. Um, I'll just tell you that right now. So I, I would um, like to know. That I would celebrate St. Patrick's Day even if I don't have green on. That's fair. All right. I'll accept that. I'll accept that. Uh, We'll call it even. We're festive. We are always festive. Um, I I have a feeling Landon's going to have a prop for later on in the show after last night's baseball game. So I'll let this one slide. I'll let this one slide. We got to get that prop. All right, I'll let you. I'll let you get it while uh, while I kind of give us the intro, guys. Obviously, we look a little brand new. Uh, I want to shout out to our uh, volunteer roadshow. Um, they've been great to us. They've got some great shows. Uh, if you were following along before this, you got to see um, Alexis Hornbuckle, and, uh, Maria Cornelius, obviously doing doing a great job. We've also got several shows on volunteer roadshow. Roadshow, so make sure you check it out. Um, as always, check out our sponsors. I'm kind of taking Landon's bit. Um, so I'll let him take that over, but before we get to him, let him get settled in here. Um, Hey, make sure you comment. Tell us where you're listening from. Let us know. Uh, and, uh, anything else? Am I forgetting something? I can't remember. Good. Yeah. Go check out our sponsors, Tennessee tap house, hound dogs, and blue water climate control. Um, dude, it's March. It's like, it's, really it hard. is, uh, I it's can't also tell. Blue water climate control. <laughs> it is. That, that scared me. Look, I told you guys, got a, got a brand new look here. We're looking great. Um, it is March. So let me, let me ask you this before we really get into the nitty gritty of the show. Uh, we are going to talk tournament time. It's NCAA tournament. If you don't have your brackets, I got them right here for you. Don't worry. Um, we're going to talk some Greg Sankey and just the bull crap that's ensued with Florida this week and Omar Payne. Um, going to talk about some of our favorite matchups in March. Um, going to talk a little bit about spring football. Um, it's can we say it's coming up since things have been suspended? Um, yeah, yeah. We'll, okay, we'll, right. be, we'll be good. <laughs> right. Hey, did you get a little excited when, when you saw Jimmy's tweet? Were you like, finally, they just canceled it? We never have to do that crap again. Yeah, I also was waiting on like for that not to be true too. That's a that's a good point. But I was like, part of me was like, oh my god, we never have to deal with this crap again. Yeah, they're just all getting it to make sure that they don't get it for spring practice. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Spring practice is important. Yeah, it's very important. Uh, and then we're also going to talk about uh, baseball. Oh, what a game last night! Shaking in our boots. Bucks Bucks brought it, but they couldn't finish it. 
Yeah, how about that? <laughs> hey, if you got from some the questions East, from you. <laughs> exactly. Uh, if you got some questions, drop them in the chat. Jason, listening from Alabama. Appreciate you listening. Again, let us know where you're listening from. Drop those questions in the chat, and then we've got some segments for you guys later on in the show. I like this new setup. You can see everybody's. I don't. Yeah, I look. Uh, is it is it thinning? It's too clear. No, it's too clear. I, oh, you, I was about to say. <laughs> you can tell how ugly I am, and I'm not appreciative of that. Gotcha. So, yeah, not appreciative of that. All right, let's. Uh, whoops, pulled the wrong thing up here. Let's let's talk March Madness. The tournament's back. Is it going to be? So COVID year has been weird, or or we think it has because it may, we talked about it. Maybe it's because we're gambling more, so we were paying attention more to lesser games or games we wouldn't normally watch. Is March Madness going to be the same with in the bubble with COVID, or what's going to like? Do you predict more upsets, less upsets? Like, what do you kind of see being the status quo this year? I guess. I think you'll see plenty of upsets just because I don't think like I, I don't besides Gonzaga and, and Baylor, maybe you can throw Michigan in there. I don't think there's like a like even Oregon State and Tennessee, like there's not a huge like it's not a cakewalk like like you right. normally see in the first round. Like I, I feel like there's a lot of good teams, um, a lot of teams that can make a run. Um, so th- there's a lot of middle of the pack basketball teams where I just, I think you'll see plenty of upsets. I don't think there'll be a huge difference. Yeah. The crowd, but, but once you really start watching, I, so you, I don't, I don't think there'll be a huge difference whatsoever. Right. So you, you'll see, you believe in normal, I guess this is normal. You believe you'll see upsets as far as uh, seven and 10 seeds, which I know aren't crazy far apart and uh, five and 12 seeds, which are, you know, one of the more common upsets. Do you think you're going to see any, any more like 16 and one, for example, um, you know, 14 and 14 and uh, three, whatever it is. Um, do you believe you're going to see like more or less of those upsets? Cause like you said, I mean, that's kind of the way the NCAA tournament always is. That's the fun thing about it. There's not a ton of pair, you know, it's, it's always kind of mix and match when you get into these things. Yeah, I I, th- I don't think you'll see a huge difference in like probably the three, three to three and fourteen, two and fifteen, one and sixteen. I don't think you'll okay. see a lot of those upsets. Um, but like from four on, you see, know, I, I have Georgetown winning. I have Georgia Tech uh, knocking off Loyola Chicago. I also have um, Syracuse knocking off. I forget who they play again, but I have them winning as well, and they're eleven seed. So as, as far as that is concerned, then then you and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. You're saying it's gonna be a pretty normal year as far as correct NCAA yeah. tournament goes. Like you don't think COVID or the bubble will have an effect on it. Syracuse plays San Diego State, by the way. Mm-hmm. You don't see like the bubble or COVID less crowds, blah blah, blah have any effect on on this year's tournament. No, because I, I think those crowds maybe like if a team like a four, 14 seed gets hot, you know maybe they're able to to use the crowd. So I don't see you'll right. see hardly any of those. I think it affects um, the underdog more. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. No COVID. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. I just want to get your take on it. See what was uh. But what what's, you what's your it? take? Where, that, where you I'm, that? I'm kind of in that boat. I'm also kind of in the boat of um, which I think practices probably will look more normal in the bubble, right? Wouldn't you think? Like everyone's kind of able to interact with each other. 
Um, whereas like maybe protocol did it differently throughout the year. Like maybe the bubble kind of brings more of a semblance of uh, normalcy for, for basketball teams and the way they prepare for games. Um, but it, you know, if it doesn't, I, I think you could potentially see more of these upsets. It's it, I think it's probably then riding on kind of more and it still depends on who's hot at the right time. So like, if we're going to sit here and go, you know, could Colgate knock off Arkansas? Could a 14 knock off a three? I mean, it's definitely dependent on who's, you know, Colgate's not just going to magically show up and beat them just because of COVID year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, I think, I, I think, yeah, I think I'm with you. I just think it presents a, a, a new obstacle of being in one place. Um, no, so there's no travel at all. Who does that favor? Um, there's, you know, I, I Practice has looked so different this year. Could teams come around more now that it's maybe looking a little bit normal? I don't know. I, I think it's just I think it's just a very interesting topic that I don't know. I haven't heard it discussed a ton um, on the podcast and the the shows I listen to. Like I haven't heard it discussed. Like will the tournament be any different than the season? I think everyone's assuming it's going to be the same as the season, and I don't know if that's the case. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see, like, if there is a cancellation, like, what happens at that point. Well, I think you got to bring Duke in. I think Coach K's always got his team ready. Um, <laughs> I think if, I think there's a, a Final Four team that tests positive for COVID, bring in Coach K. He deserves they're, it. They're, um, all, they're like a gated community in a suburb of Indianapolis just waiting on their – Exactly. Waiting on the call. Exactly, exactly. Um, I think Duke or Kentucky would be a great fill-in. So, uh, just have them ready. Have them on standby. Um yeah, I think it would be fantastic. But uh, I'm, first off, I love that I got to assume it happened by accident that Tennessee is in a bracket with seven other orange teams. Is that right? Yeah, all orange. It's weird. Mm, five. I'm trying to count right now off the top of my head. I thought there was, it was five or six, something like that. Did I count six without Tennessee? So seven total. Okay. I thought it was Tennessee and seven others. But seven total. I think that's awesome. Um, I, I don't know. I just – has obviously has no meaning to the tournament at all, but it's fun. It's something to talk about. Yeah. Sure. Orange side, baby. Yeah. It, it's side. it's not like a dominant color. Like blue's a dominant color. Like you see a ton of blue teams. Right. But for, for to have that many orange team is is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Man, I thought that was Dr. Thunder that you're drinking. I was like, oh, always man. baby. One dollar <laughs> from the oh, man. No, come it's on. Sitting no. there for like like years. You know I stay loyal. I say strat. It's definitely strat. strat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's talk a little bit about kind of the uh, – I, I know it's a tournament. There's a lot to talk about. I know we're not going to be able to take it all in. Me and Landon both said it. We actually haven't – look at this. That's a blank, fresh, hot off the printer bracket. Untouched. I've got my pen and my highlighter here ready to go. That's probably what I'll do tomorrow. Yeah, no, I, I, well, we're going to do the, the handwritten brackets tonight, but I'll, I will get my, you know, just in case I hit, in case I hit a hot streak. What if I get hot? I don't want to miss out on that. Is it million dollars in the ESPN bracket? It's a lot. I don't want to miss out. <laughs> it's a lot more than I, hey, well, that's Stimmy hit this week. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so funny you say that, talk about the Stimmy because we were at Sam's Club earlier and uh, Raven's like, man, TV sold out. <laughs> that was the thing. It was like all these people were buying TVs, and Raven's like, "Are they having a sale on TVs?" So we went and looked at every single one of them to see, like, if they just had some gigantic sale on TVs. And um, no, 
No, no not at all. people were just using that stimmy check on the new TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I don't blame them. That's a that's a good that's a good way to buy it. Yeah, um, it's a great way to buy it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna fill out the bracket though, just in case. What if I get hot in March? I don't want to miss out. Just in case I get hot in March, never know. I don't do it. Don't want to do it. Hey, uh, what's up, Chris? Always good to have you on. Let's talk basketball, my guys. It's a cold world. Hope you fellas been doing good. We haven't seen you in a while. It's a cold world. Good to see yeah, you. Yeah, good to see you, man. Y'all feeling good for us to make a little run? Let's start there. Let's start at Tennessee because we're a Tennessee we'll show. We're making a run. We're going to talk about the tournament. We're going to talk about the tournament, but we're going to start at Tennessee because it's a Tennessee show. So let's start with Oregon State. Friday afternoon. God, almost I had to double check because we there's been so much talk about Oklahoma State, which is the most Tennessee fan thing ever. Like everyone's yeah. talked about Oklahoma State. We got to beat Oregon State first. Can Tennessee make a good run? I'll ho- I hope run. Oregon State didn't pay extra money for a check bag because they're going to be taking a trip back home pretty soon. How about that? That's okay, what I'm I like that. Off at. I-, I like that. So, so Oregon State, who just came out so far in March on fire, did hard the wrong time. Yeah, and that's the that's half the battle of, of especially a sport like basketball. That's half the battle. You think it ends? You think it ends on Friday? Yeah, I just think. I think the way you played against Alabama, the way you played against Florida, I think Tennessee's playing well at the end of the year too. Yeah, um, I agree. So I, I just think Tennessee has way too much talent to lose to this Oregon State team. Mm-hmm. If they do have John Fulgerson, I think it's a lot better inside. If they don't have John Fulgerson, you got to use it as motivation to to get past. Oregon State. And my theory is, you know, Reed Barnes said John Fulkerson is day-to-day. I think he is going to be available. Yeah, I think so, too. But I think you're saving him for Oklahoma State. Yeah, I think it's probably ideal you don't have to play him against Oregon State. If that's the plan. I mean, not the plan, but you would like to not have to play him in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you mentioned this Oregon, this Oregon State team, excuse me, is very, very hot. Yeah. Um, very, very hot. And, and, and I – and they're three points away from not being in the mm-hmm. tournament. That's a good point, too. <laughs> That's a great point. Um, and I think it's important, too. You, you talked – and I, and Chris just had the comment, depends on which team shows up. And then you mentioned Tennessee, the way they played against Florida and the way they played against Alabama is important. A lot of people have said, oh, if this team plays how they did, like if this is the team that beat Kansas. If this, you know, this is the team, if this is the team that lost to Alabama the, you know, that way, they'll, they'll make a good run, I think. I think they'll beat Oregon State. And the Oklahoma State will be a great matchup unless – hey, I do not think it's too much to say unless Liberty knocks them off. I'm more scared of Liberty than I probably oh. am of Oklahoma State. Oh, are you? Just because, like, the Loyola Chicago, um, that just, like – because we're already talking about Oklahoma State, Kate Cunningham, mm-hmm. things like that. that. That's the matchup you're looking forward to. So, you know, if it's not there, then you're like, oh. Well, who's this Liberty team? I don't know anything about them. So it just makes me a little nervous that <laughs> I'm not fair. preparing for them as well. You don't like the unknown. That's what that's what I don't like. I don't like to come unprepared. I, I like that. That's a good point. Um, yeah, so I, I think Tennessee, I will say this, uh, Cole. It's Cole World. I assume your name's Cole. Haven't been formally introduced. Come I think Tennessee by the tailgate. We'll have it, we'll have no more masks, hopefully. And uh I, I, I still I, wear I, mine. I don't I know about you. Yeah, I, I do too. Um <laughs> That, that's a hope. That's not just like my. <laughs> like, I'm not running a presidential campaign. Probably. I'm not an anti-masker. But. 
<laughs> but I, I think Tennessee is playing in the round of 32. I'll say that. Uh, from there, we'll, we'll we'll take this one step at a time, just okay. like the team should. But I'm unless you want to unless you want to make a bowl prediction, is Tennessee the first five seed to win it? Or what was Jay Billis's tweet that everyone was everyone was popping off at it? What was yeah, it? like no five seeds that ever won the tournament. Yeah, it, are you going to make a bowl prediction? I'm not. I'm not trying to turn you down. Hey, you know what? You will never be. F- Wait, that's not right. What what's the the saying, this doesn't this doesn't apply to this. I, I don't know where you're going with this. Um, I think John uh, oh, I can't John Clavo said this. Okay, shout he out. He was like he's like, lady, okay. you will never be first. You will never be first, but you can always be next. That's a that is that I don't know who said that. I've heard John Clavo on a video <laughs> say that, but that's yeah. from someone else. Oh, I, I, I probably is, but I just, yeah. I just know it from him. So I'm going to give, I'm going to give him all the credit for it. Shout out. That, that's a good one. That, yeah. He, well, Tennessee needs to be first though. That's the problem. That's the problem, Landon. They, they have to be first. They have to be first. We don't want to be next. We want to be first. Well, I mean, first is no, next, no. right? That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Martha mentioned Sister Jean is 101 now. Yeah, that's, I, not, that's what I'm, I'm picking. I'm picking Georgia Tech. They got to send her home. She can't be staying there a whole week. I'm not going to lie. I hate – like, and I, I'd never met Sister Jean, and it's not her fault. It is not her fault. I want to be clear about this, but I hate her. I hate her <laughs> in a passion. Like, it, it's it, it's not her fault. It, quit showing pictures of her. I don't care. I don't like Sister Jean. <laughs> I'm not going to say what I wish would happen. I'm just going to leave at, it. At I this like point, her. like, we just think she's the mascot. Is she uh, – you know, yeah. Is she better than Smokey? No. no. Never. Never. It's not Sister Jean's fault, Chris. It's not. How, how, it old, how old is she, though? For like 101. She's, she's uh, I think that's she's right. literally 101. <laughs> I, I, she I cannot go to Indianapolis with all those people there. She's been vaccinated, bro. To both rounds. She cannot be. <laughs> no. No. Sister Jean, go home. <laughs> Chris. And I put 50 bucks on Georgia Tech, so I, 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 did pray, I pray that you go home. That's how much I hate her. I was like, oh, I'm willing to put 50 bucks on my hate towards her. That's it. She's got God on her side. It's not, yeah. Depends. Yeah, maybe. Maybe God <laughs> send, her, send her home. Maybe. All right, well, let's jump around this bracket. Let's start with Loyola, Chicago, and Georgia Tech. So Georgia Tech, another hot team. Yeah, it kind of pisses me off that it's at plus one eight. 180 right now. Yeah, you, I got it at 110. Picked it real early. You picked it real early. I did too. I followed Landon. I tailed Landon. No big deal. Um, so we'll start. We'll we'll, bump, we'll move up to Georgia Tech. We'll jump around the Midwest um, bracket, even though they're not. They're all in Indianapolis. They're all in the Midwest. Um, is Indianapolis considered the Midwest? I don't think it's. Mid, I don't think it's mid. I don't think it's West enough to be considered Midwest. It's how Britt Tamlin would say the Middle East. I really hate how they're in the AFC South. That doesn't make any sense. Fair. It's a good point. It's a good point. Um, so Iowa, Chicago, Georgia Tech. I I have I legitimately have Georgia Tech winning it. I really do. Um, winning the whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing. <laughs> Dig it right now. You heard me. Georgia Tech nine seed wins it all. ACC tournament champ. Also NCAA champ. Yeah, I I, th- I just think Georgia Tech with the uh, they have the ACC Player of the Year and Moses Wright. I think. Yeah. Um, and then the that made me second guess it. Why'd you do that? Sorry. It's Sorry. okay. It's okay. Um, and, and then, you know, they won the ACC. I, I just think that they should beat 
Well, Chicago, they should. Joe Lenardi said it, so don't blame me. Blame Joe Lenardi. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I, I think all of Chicago wins that one. Um, no problem. Um, so I don't know if you're ready to predict like upsets or predict, you know, anything like this. Do you see so Illinois 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 is favored to come out of this bracket, uh, out of this side of the bracket. Do you agree with that, or do you think it's gonna be Tennessee? Or do you think it's gonna be someone? Is it gonna be Houston? I mean, is it gonna be a favorite or is it gonna be someone lower? Maybe you know, it's not been predicted. I have Houston losing in the second round. You have Houston losing to who's the 10 seed? Rutgers. I have them losing to Rutgers. Really? Hey, how? Oh, let's talk about this. And I know I'm getting off topic, and I know you guys are probably like, Caleb, just freaking pick pick the teams, and I'm sorry. I just – I'm going to really, really hate – and it's all going to be sarcastic and in jest. When Rutgers beats Tennessee in the Sweet 16, or would that be the Elite Eight? That would be the Elite Eight. When Rutgers beats Tennessee in the Elite Eight, and I have to hear and see the tweets, even though they're joking about how Tennessee should have hired Greg Schiano, and that's so obvious. Oh, Dan Wolf you know is what's going to happen, dude. He's writing up an article right now. You know it's going to happen. And then if we beat Oklahoma State or, or lose or anything, um, Mike Gundy's going to get a raise. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. I just I know it's going to happen. Like it's I know an, that's it's inevitable. It is inevitable. Um, okay, so Landon has Rutgers, so we'll, we'll, we'll jump through there. Um, any other, like, up, do you have any upsets? So you obviously have Rutgers moving on to the Sweet 16. Any other, like, kind of surprises out of this this Tennessee side? Um, I have to look back. No, you're fine. Go ahead. Um, I, 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 think, I, think, I think that's all I got. Oh, I do. Syracuse over San Diego State. Okay. I don't think I, I – to be fair, I don't think that's incredibly bold. But, yeah, that's – No. I don't, I don't think it's too crazy, too far-fetched. Um, I like your Rutgers pick to, to come out. I don't know about over Houston. Um, the only I'll be honest, the only game I've watched of Houston's is that Houston-Cincinnati game, and they just dominated Cincinnati at every turn. Um, but that it's so hard for me to to pick incredible upsets. Like you know they're gonna happen, and I don't know like how people get you know get down to it. Um but it's so hard for me. So let's, let's jump up to the South. We'll just go on the, the – we'll stay on the right side of the bracket. Baylor's the one seed in the South. Again, I, I mean, we can go game by game if you want. I had Arkansas as my favorite in the SEC uh, tournament, and that was uh, apparently really stupid of me. So do you have a favorite besides Baylor, or do you just see Baylor running – like doing taking care of business like they did all year? Yeah, Baylor's my favorite to win it. That, that's probably who mm-hmm. I'll pick to, to win the whole thing. Okay. Um, I bet on them pretty often. They've always done me right. Um, they're not like Iowa, who continuously just let me down, and I will never bet on them ever. So they're probably going to win it, but I'm not picking them. I like ba- I, I, I mean, I think we, we've talked about it enough on this show. I think Baylor's a really, really good basketball team. So the hardest thing for me to do when I fill out a bracket, the hardest thing, number one, is picking out the upsets. I can't, I'm terrible at it. I can't do it. The next hardest thing for me to do is to put a one seed in the final four. Yeah. It's so hard because I'm with you. Baylor, like, I would think Baylor is one of the, you know, watching them play all year. That, yeah, it's hard not to pick them as your favorite, but being a one seed, that's a lot to overcome. And they have um, a tough second round game. Whoever comes to, out of it. I was about to say, you have a great Big Ten team and great, good Big Ten team, which probably equals great across country in Wisconsin. Um, and then a North Carolina team that are they, have they, started to figure it out in the back half of the season. I don't know if they've gotten hot yet. I guess that'll be kind of determined in the mm-hmm. round, round of 64, round of 62, or round of 32. Um, 
But I mean, I think there's a I think there's a lot of tough teams in that in that side of the bracket when you when you talk about Ohio State, Virginia Tech, Florida, Arkansas, uh, Texas Tech, Purdue, um, Wisconsin, North Carolina. Like Baylor's got a lot. Like whoever they ha- whoever they get is going to be tough to handle. So it almost makes me want to say Baylor. I'm with you. How can Baylor not be your favorite? But they are going to have probably one of the tougher times getting there because they're probably going to play one of the tougher opponents in each round. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that that's the kind of bracket I would not want to be in. <laughs> right. Like, so, like, like ours is tough to a certain extent, but I, I just, I think whoever wins between probably Illinois and either Oklahoma state and Tennessee comes out of that side of the bracket. I, I don't think it's, Houston or Rutgers or Syracuse, West Virginia. I don't think it's any of those teams. Yeah, I, w- I would probably agree with you on that. I- I'd probably agree. Um, I hate to pick Tennessee. I do just because, I mean, I know I know how it goes. But, yeah, I'll probably agree with that. Um, all right, let's jump over to the West, obviously, with the number one overall seed in Gonzaga. Um, I think a lot of people are on the fence about Gonzaga just because of the conference they play in, of the season they play. But everyone also knows uh, the reason they're on the fence about it because most people it would be easy to write it off. Like, that's Gonzaga. They're not going to do anything in, in March, but it's hard because you also know how good this Gonzaga team is. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, they had a great November and December, and then you just know. I mean, you just know like there's so much talent on the court there. Um, they also not as tough as Baylor's, in my opinion. Some people may argue it, but um, not as tough as Baylor's, but not an easy, not a necessarily easy road to follow. The one I am curious to see in, in that second round matchup, you got to assume Gonzaga beats whether it's App State or Norfolk State, whoever it is. Oklahoma, Missouri. I actually heard, was it? Oh, was it? Um, who was it? Someone said they had Missouri as their underdog to, to make some noise in the tournament. And I assume if they mean make noise, they mean beat Gonzaga in the second round. Yeah, I, I like that. Like, I, I think if, if they're not able to, then yeah, Gonzaga makes it out of that. Because I don't see – You think if they beat Missouri, I, they go on? They, they're in the yeah, final four? Yeah, I don't see Iowa beating them. Um, who's the three seed? I, I don't see Kansas. Mm-hmm. No, I'm with um, you. I just – you mentioned those teams, Iowa and Kansas. Those are – like, if you have to face them, they're not going to be easy matchups, obviously. And that kind of – Virginia, I just don't see them being – Right. I kind of am interested to see if Virginia beats Ohio. Yeah, I, that's a, if you get hot against Virginia, you can find yourself winning the game because they don't have a ton of offense. They right. they taking that. I guess that's what we've done this past season. It's just play defense and yeah, you know, hope yeah, for the yeah. best. Hope you play good offense at some point in the game. Yeah, um, yeah, but that Oklahoma Missouri matchup, I've got Missouri coming out. I uh, don't have them beating Gonzaga, but I even think if Oklahoma comes out, I don't think that's going to be. And it depends. It's kind of some. You know, we mentioned it. What Tennessee team you see? I think it depends on kind of what Oklahoma team you see. Can they figure out whatever has left them in the last month? Because if they can, they're an incredibly dangerous team. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, let's move back to the, let's move down to the Conzo. Conzo. <laughs> I hope so. Um, I would I would love to see Missouri make a run just because it would it would havoc, baby. Root mm-hmm. for chaos. Yeah, root for chaos. Uh, all right, in the East bracket, Michigan number one seed overall. This, I think, I think Michigan is the least likely number one seed to get to the Final Four. Chris said he had all one seeds. I think Michigan is the least likely. It's a dangerous game, Chris. 
Do you, do you think Michigan or see from the from the way we've talked? I'm going to assume you would think it's Michigan or Illinois. Michigan or Illinois least likely. I think uh, being a one seed that second round matchup sucks in every bracket. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Because I mean LSU's playing really good right now, so mm-hmm. you know I, I think they could give Michigan a run. Yeah, I, I think I mean you, you mentioned them. Uh, you mentioned LSU. Um, but I, you know, I think, you know, Colorado, Florida state, I think those teams, which I mean, they've got to win too, but Georgetown could be the other one coming out of that, uh, that they face in the elite eight or C16. Um, I mean, I think in terms of their matchups, I'll talk about Baylor being one of the tougher ones, but I think Baylor's good enough to overcome those tougher ones. I don't know if Michigan, while they have tough games, I don't know if they could overcome the BYU, the, the Texas, um, the Alabama, who's the two seed in that bracket. Mm-hmm. That's why I say I think Michigan's the least likely one seed. Yeah, that, that's a tough bracket to be in as well. Yeah, but I, I think theirs isn't as tough as Baylor's, but they're also not as good as Baylor, in my opinion. So that's why I get that's why I've arrived at that opinion. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, God, that LSU matchup in the second round sucks. Yeah, it does. That, that, that is LSU, attractive. from the way they're playing, they're not an A seed. They should have. Like they should have beat Alabama. Yeah, they they should be a five seed. I also and we didn't even talk and, about that on Sunday. Then they probably are. If they beat Alabama, they probably are a little higher. Yeah, I and uh, I'll say that we didn't talk about this on Sunday. That was one of the most fun basketball games I've ever watched, especially down the stretch. And it ended on the shittiest possessions of all time. I thought the over was going to hit in the freaking first half. <laughs> it did hit with like two minutes remaining, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris said he thinks of the four Michigan has it the worst. I would say comparatively speaking, yes. Um, but I don't think I would want to be in Baylor's regardless of who I was. So mm-hmm. um, would you think that the Big Ten will talk – anything else you want to mention for the tournament? We'll answer this question. Uh, we can move on if you're done. Um, I know we'll probably want to talk about it at least throughout the show some with uh, gambling and whatnot. Chris asked, what do you think that the Big Ten is more battle-tested due to the quality of opponents? I think you're going to see a lot of Big Ten teams have close victories. I'll say that. I, I think, yes, they're battle-tested. They're it's a, It was clearly the best conference in basketball this year. Um, you mentioned Iowa. Uh, I think Iowa is going to piss a lot of people off by how far they go just because of how many – close losses they've had this year. Yep. Yeah, I agree, I, I agree with that. Um, wouldn't put money on them. <laughs> no. How are you? Um, but, yeah, I think I think the, the Big Ten teams are definitely safe. You know, Ohio State, you know, they seen, they got Kyle Young back. They're, they seem to be rolling. Um, Michigan, obviously, is, is rolling at the right time. So, yeah, I think the Big Ten is, is definitely – you know, if you're not going to pick – if you're going to go away from the one seeds and stuff like that, I think you're safe picking money line. Um, but don't pick Iowa to cover. Just don't do that. No. Uh, so Big Ten had the most teams in the tournament. I think they will also have the most teams in the uh, round of 32. Okay. Yeah. After that, roll the dice, man. But I think they'll have the most in the round of 32. And I, I think I've seen most of the Big Ten teams play, so that's probably dangerous because right. you're like, oh, that team's good, and so I'm going to pick them. Um, just like, like like Rutgers, uh, yeah, I like them. Just be, like I've seen them play, I think they're a, a decent basketball team. That's a good point. There's a that, that's what kind of gets dicey about picking teams in March is you just haven't really. And even if you watched 
them play. Like I've watched, I watched some of the end of the Grand Canyon uh, final. It's like I didn't watch enough to have a good opinion of Grand Canyon University. No. Now I'm not. That's not me saying they may beat Iowa. I'm just I haven't watched to have a good opinion. Because mm-hmm. for all I know, maybe they could. I don't know, but I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I have no clue. Um, yeah, so that's that's a good point to that. Uh, okay. So going back, to, going back to Tennessee real quick, yeah, I think the, the Oregon State matchup, I think um, Oregon State, they play slow, um, and, and we've thought Tennessee's played very slow up to this point. Um, so I think that's in Tennessee's favor to, to play a little bit faster than Oregon State wants to. And uh, Oregon State's one of the worst defensive teams in the country, and uh, so hopefully that just helps us offensively. I think we're right. going to take their business. Yeah, I like that you mentioned about them kind of slowing the game down. I hope that encourages Tennessee to turn it up even more because that's what's going to carry Tennessee farther. They don't have the offense to get in these half-court sets and and try and play with teams. Um, They're going to – and I'm not just saying that because it's a new style of basketball. If if Tennessee had a big man, if they had a Grant Williams, they could go to every possession, slow the effing ball down and get it to your best playmaker. But they don't. So you got to get it out to your athletes in in space and and let them work and – um, that's just like, it, it, I'm not saying that because that's the new style there and new style is probably a stretch. It's been changing to that for like the what, last 10 years almost. Um, but it, Tennessee's just got to adapt because they don't have the players to play in a half court set. They're going to have to speed up the game. Um, and, and give your, give your two guys, Keon Johnson, Jaden Springer chances to be really, really effective. Um, don't put them in tough situations where they have to settle for shots. Let them get to the rim, um, out in transition. Yeah. I think they're top. Post player is about six seven. He's kind of a, a longer, um, wiry guy, and uh, you know I, I'm sure he'll look to take advantage on on Tennessee if we do slow the game down and do the half court sets. If we don't have a, a huge post presence in there, I think they'll probably try to take advantage of that. I think with Tennessee's talent, like Jaden Springer, Keon Johnson, Pawns, I I, th- I think you should be golden. And then if you do face Oklahoma State in the second round, you know I I, I look for Keon Johnson, Josiah Jordan James, East Ponds to to at least slow Kate Cunningham down where he's not he's not the slow the sole reason that you lose. Um yeah. you know I, I I've watched Oklahoma State. They're not very big, but Kate Cunningham can score 40 points if you don't put somebody on him. But I think Tennessee's big enough and good enough defensively to to at least keep him from scoring 40. I, I think Maybe around twenty is what you should hope for, um, but I'd shoot for even less than that. Yeah, uh, we've got two great questions here before we move on. Um, I know we've gotten stuck on it, but hey, we'll keep answering your questions. We love to do it. Chris said, "What should uh, what should our expectations for UT be?" Um, expectations? I, I think Tennessee's got the talent to be a Sweet Sixteen team easily, and I think when people and it'll get to the next question. I think when you sit here and talk about Final Four and Elite Eight and national championship, you know, game. I think there's just way more than than talent that goes into it. But as far as Tennessee beating Oregon State and Oklahoma State or Liberty, Tennessee has the talent to do it, and that should be their expectation is to be in the Sweet 16. Um, I mean, you mentioned Cade Cunningham, but Tennessee's still more talented than Oklahoma State, in yeah. my opinion. And maybe I'm wrong. That's fine. But I think their expectation should be – to be in the Sweet 16, and I don't think it's absurd of fans to say that. Sure, 
you know, are they in a tougher position than they probably should have been to get to the Sweet 16? Yes. But that's because of the way they played the regular season. They should be in the Sweet 16, though, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. You have all the talent to do that. And, you know, is well, my thing is, like, what do what are people going to say is a failure? Like, is, is the Sweet 16 considered a failure for this season? I don't think a Sweet 16 should, for any season, be in my – I mean, and – I think it's maybe some of those like realistic expectations. Like when you talk about 10 win football seasons, a lot of people are like, Tennessee wouldn't be happy if they were winning 10 football games a year. First off, I would. <laughs> um, winning 10 is a hell of a lot more fun than winning four uh, or three. Um, but I think a Sweet 16, no, the, the problem is no one's ever happy unless you win your final game, right? Like that's the, that's the yeah, part so of sports. is always going to be unsatisfied. That's the part of sports is, if you don't win every single game, no one's going to be happy. I can understand people being frustrated about losing in, in the first round. People being frustrated if they lose in the round of 32. But if you get to the Sweet 16 and you don't get your ass blown out, I just don't really understand how you can be mad. Like if you have a 10-win season and you go and win your bowl game or you go play a quality opponent in a New Year's Six Bowl and, and you lose a close one, like how are you really, really – and obviously the circumstances could change. If you choose to onside kick up seven – and you lose. Well, then, yeah, we can talk about how dumb that was and stupid. But we're not. We're just assuming a close loss. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how you can realistically be upset. Um, and I know a lot of people are still going to be like, "Oh, this is the best talent Tennessee's ever going to have." If you don't win it now, when are you? That's just a weird mentality to have for me. Yeah, and, and you know, you have a five star coming in next year, maybe two five stars if Brandley, Brandon Hunley Hatfield reclassifies. Mm-hmm. Um, See, so you could be sitting in the in the same boat that you're in, minus East Ponds, right? Um, but you have a better scorer and Kenny Chandler, a better ball handler. Um, so, I, I could this be the the most talent Tennessee's ever had? Yeah, but but I would kind of lean more to that Grant Williams team that that team was maybe not more talented, better rounded, but they 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 were a better basketball team than than this team. Yeah. Um, so, I, but I, I do think talent-wise, Sweet Sixteen is an you know a totally appropriate expectation. Um, you know, and, and being upset, like I'm not going to call for Rick Barnes' job if they lose, if they lose in the round of 64, um, just because I definitely understand where Tennessee's at, uh, but or at what the right word, but where they've been. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's definitely a, a fair, um, fair to be upset. Uh, Someone mentioned, I don't see the comment now. I don't know if it got deleted. Um, is this team a Final Four team still? I believe is how it was worded. Because, that, you know, that was projected, I guess, at the beginning of the year by some people that, that this Tennessee team was a Final Four team. Hmm. I mean, like now, I wouldn't put them in my Final Four. No. They don't play enough games consistently back to back to back. And guess what? You play all your tournament games. It's in yeah. soccer. You play them back to back to back. So yes. the Champions League. <laughs> yeah, so probably not for me. Um, now, potentially, yeah. Like, you know, if you play like you did against Al- – I think Alabama could be a Final Four team. If you play the way that you did in the first yeah. half against them, yeah, absolutely you could be a Final Four team. Um, but but everything's got to come together. Um, you know, I think John Fulkerson has to be healthy. So so what what does he look like? Does he come back in the second round, and is he still kind of – timid a little bit from from that injury is he kind of shying away from contact a little bit because of it um mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of factors that go into, um, you know, moving on in, in this tournament. So if you, if you set the goal is like we make it to the Sweet 16 and then we like we take it game by game after that, I think that should be the – I don't know if that's the mentality of this team, but that would be my kind of realistic expectation going into it. Yeah, and obviously, um, you know, I mentioned it, take it game by game always. But, yeah, I mean, you you should have somewhere that you really expect to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it's ever fair to necessarily say something like the final four because we talked about it. Like it takes, it takes so much to get there, and it's not just talent; it, it's timing, it's um, you know injuries. It's it just takes a ton to get somewhere like that. But I, I don't think with the if you take Folky out of it, I don't think it's unreasonable to say Sweet Sixteen is an expectation for this team, right? I don't think it is. All right, let's uh, let's talk about speaking of Fulkerson. Let's talk about Greg Sankey for a minute. He's Where's tweeted he this week. Like Where's he at? He tweeted. He's tweeted his little uh, his scribble scrabble notes out. I mean, what a joke! What a freaking joke! I just he was there in person and saw it. Here's my question: Like, he got ejected from the game. How the hell is that not more of a suspension? What about targeting? You get the next half at least. That's what I'm saying. This man literally committed assault. Like the the first elbow was nasty. Let's let's clarify that. The first elbow was not pretty. The second one was downright dirty. Downright dirty. I mean, so so I, I kind of want to throw this out here. So we had some players that got arrested on the football team for possession, simple possession. So what does that mean? What is simple? I don't know. What is simple possession? I really don't know. I, don't, I, I, don't it, it, I just think it's, it's weed to me is what it what it seems like um yeah um but like you'd rather like you'd rather kids like beat somebody pretty much commit assault on a court in front of all these fans what well, and for me that's like the worst part of it is like it's one thing like it's one thing to just be like a and I'm not saying the guys who got arrested are. I'm just saying, like, in general. Like, it's one thing to be a shitty person off the court. Like, when no one's watching. It's one thing to be a shitty person, um, you know, to get in trouble for some of the, like, for some of the things some of these guys getting, got in trouble for. It's another thing to get caught on national TV being a shitty person. Yeah. Get ejected from the game. The refs were able to decide this was flagrant. This was ejection worthy. And Greg Sankey won't even speak up and say, at least say like, oh no, we're not going to give him any more punishment. He got ejected for the game. Won't even like back what you're, what you're doing, your actions. Yeah. I mean, it's like Omar Payne. I hope that like, I know he apologized. I hope this doesn't ruin his entire career. I hope it does. But he could have ended Ferguson's entire career. I mean, when you hit somebody like that, your intent is to harm. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you like? Are you comparing Omar Payne to that guy from Oklahoma <laughs> that sent that dude to eye surgery for like ten hours? I mean, like when you throw an elbow like dude, that I, without regard for anything, yeah. You, you, <laughs> I mean, that's what? your intention is to harm. No, for like he he was trying to hurt a player. Yeah, and then and I go back to what I said on I said it on Sunday before our show disconnected. I said it when John Jennings got ejected or not ejected, suspended for a half for stomping on a guy's face that, and it gets been Greg Sankey has no effing spine, no spine. Cause you said when Juwan Jennings 
got suspended. When you suspended for a half, you either admitted to one thing or the other. You either admitted that he didn't do anything. It's not worthy of a suspension. We're just doing it for looks. Or number two, you're saying that stepping on someone's head is only worth a half game suspension. Which is it, Greg? No spine. No spine. He's a coward. He is a coward. He is a coward. And and Mike White is also a coward. You're just going to let a player play? Do we ever decide if he argued the call or not? Uh, I, I don't. I don't know. Okay, I, I it's hard for me to, to go back and watch that because it, it's like, ugh. Like it's I, it's so bad, and it's not even like something you can even argue. Can we say this though? Can we say this? Danny White should not be responsible. I'm not saying I love Danny White or hate Danny White. Danny White should not be held responsible for anything his brother does. No, no, absolutely. Because if my brothers were held responsible for anything I did, they would effing hate me, and they don't. And that's, <laughs> So I don't think they do. They can comment. Um, but yeah, so let's let's be clear about that. Also, a bunch of people were like, get him suspended. What the hell is Danny White going to do? Going to call Greg Sankey and be like, suspend him? You know what? That would prove even more that the dude has no spine. I just want him to have a backbone and make a decision. But he's too much of a coward. Greg Sankey. And, and at Greg Sankey. I don't know. Mike White, like, what are you doing? Like, Greg Sankey, like, he's a moron. He's been a moron. But Mike White, wh- what are you doing? You just like a kid that's in your program. You just let him do something like that with any repercussion whatsoever. How do you play him on Saturday? Whenever they're supposed to play, I don't even know. How do you you not lay awake and not just being like, "Man, that's a stupid ass decision." I I mean, I would have lost my mind. How how do you call Rick Barnes and and be like, you know, I'm, I'm really sorry about that? How do you apologize for something but not? Take hey, out, he gave, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. He gave out any stand, discipline for it. He gave a standing ovation to Fulkerson a couple nights before that. Yeah, well, pump the brakes. Dude, Florida, yeah, exactly, Chris. Florida's a bunch of scumbags. So is Greg Sankey. Go back to your freaking dungeon hellhole in Birmingham, Alabama. I, I think I know what the the disciplinary action should be. You, you should have to you should be locked in a room with Eve's Ponds for I like it. Let's say 15 minutes. East Ponds is too nice, though. Can we get someone meaner? Like, he's just too nice. Like, I know he stood up for Fulkerson, but that man's too nice, to, in my opinion, to harm someone. I mean, the way he, like... Have you ever met a mean saxophone player? I he, He's mean at the rim. He's very mean at the rim. But that's <laughs> the thing. He, he's so, like, removed from that moment, I don't think he could hurt him. So, we need someone meaner. We need, like, Ron, like, Ron like, Slay. Ron Slay. Give Ron Slay some time. What about tackling fuel? You just be like, "Hey, that's that's the rim." Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you're right. Maybe I don't know. The, I don't trust it. I, Eve Ponds is too nice. He's or, a nice just guy. Just Omar Payne say saxophones suck, and maybe that sets yeah. him off. Yeah, good point. Yeah, no one cares about Careless Whisper. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, seriously, Greg Sankey, you suck. Um, Okay, so I think we kind of talked about our best matchups, but if you want to go over them again, hit on them again. Do you have some favorites? Maybe favorites to like watch if people are going to bet. Like, hey, these underdogs need to take them. You got anything? Um, I like I like Georgia Tech. I really do. Um, I also like Georgetown over Colorado. Uh, Georgetown's playing really well on right now, so I think it's worth the risk. Um, yeah, he was ready to knock out Omar Payne. I would love to have seen it. And, and like I said, in that moment energy's going, but I don't know about Pons. Pons gets it. 
Pons gets a huge suspension out of it if he does it. Yeah, no, that's gets nothing. That's what's, well, I think I here's what really sucks. This is what really sucks. I think if someone had fought him, they would have both gotten suspended. Mm. Like I think that's what it would have taken. Because like for some reason, I don't know. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. Okay, so Georgetown, you like Georgetown? I like Georgetown too. I I don't know about Colorado. Colorado's a good basketball team, but I do like Georgetown. I think they're heating up. Um, uh, it feels cheap to me. It feels cheap to me to say call Missouri over Oklahoma, not over an eight, an upset. But I think I'd take Missouri. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I'm gonna stay away. I've seen Oklahoma play. They've been good at times, so I'm probably gonna. I do like LSU, and I don't know what it's at now, but it was over Saint um, the Bonnies. Saint Bonaventures. Yeah. I don't know how to say. Um, you know, it was at one and a half at one point. If it's still there, I would jump all over that. Okay. All right. Uh, any other big matchups you're kind of excited to watch? Um, I know for, you know, I know for, I mean, I know all, I think all Tennessee fans are going to watch that Oklahoma State Liberty game close. Um, I think there'll also be some other matchups, uh, you know, for them, for Tennessee fans to kind of be looking into. Uh, Chris mentioned has Passner ever won an NCAA tourney game? I'm going to go with no, but I also don't hold me to that. Has who? Uh, Josh Passner. Pat Passner. How, how do you say his name? Georgia Tech coach. Mm. Yeah, I don't. Ugh, I, I don't hair. know. I would, I would like to go on record as saying I hate his hair. Hate it. Also, if we lose to a coach with the last name Twinkle, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, good point. Um, I'd also like to say I think Michigan State not only beat UCLA, I also think Michigan State could beat BYU. Okay. So I'm not saying they will beat BYU. I do. I will say they will beat UCLA. I will say that. I'll go on the right. Yeah, I actually have Michigan State winning both of those games as well. Okay. All right. There you go. Landon's got them both. Um, okay. Uh, any other matchups before we move on? That's all I got. Let's talk some spring spring football. Spring football storylines. Football. Uh, we're looking for um, from this team. They are shut down. They are shut down until what they say till Monday at least minimum. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for Jimmy Himes, I won't lie, guys. I love Tennessee football. Um, I mean, it, you know, I wear Tennessee stuff almost every day. I've been made fun of it already. Um, I mean, I've, I've got Tennessee stuff everywhere. All Tennessee football, all the time. But when I saw Jimmy Hom's tweet, UT football has been shut down, I got a little happy. I got a relief. Happy isn't the right word. Relief. Yeah. It's I like thought, Hopefully there's no bad news coming out of like, I'm never going to have to bail out, bail them out of jail again. I'm never going to have to. How many times have you done it now? Four or five? Bail Tennessee out of jail? Oh, every freaking Saturday. In the fall. <laughs> you know, they're, they're never going to wake me up at 2 a.m. and need a ride home ever again. I'm never going to have to take them out to potty looking at you, Brutus. Back here somewhere. Like, I never have to take care of them again. It feels good. Mm-hmm. Relief. Little relief. Sadness would have set in soon enough, but relief. Turns out it's just shut down for COVID. <laughs> Everything's normal. Yeah. Oh, so you're you're thinking like the, it was done. No oh, more. No penalty. more Tennessee football ever. Death penalty. Oh man, that would have been. Uh, did cool. you bail the three misdemeanor charges? That was a uh, fictitious bailout. I've actually not bailed Tennessee out of jail. <laughs> that was fictitious. Just like you know that stepbrother, you got to bail out of jail sometimes. Y'all know who I'm talking about. I don't even have that, that's what the GoFundMe page is for. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I thought Tennessee got the death penalty. 
Um, I thought, you know, the McDonald's bags finally did them in. Um, nope, not the case. Just normal stuff. Just a normal Wednesday news drop. Uh, yeah, so they're shut down, though, for the week at minimum. Um, let me ask you this, because I'm curious if we see more than – also, they announced the Orange and White game officially. Uh, I think some dates have been thrown out there. Nothing official yet. April 24th is now – Saturday, April 24th is now the official Orange and White game. Do you think there will be a quarterback taking most of the one? I'm curious, first off, how Josh Heupel runs the spring game, but most of the one reps on April 24th. I think you'll know who is the QB one at that point. So you think there? Yes, there will be a QB taking. I think you'll. I think you'll be able to to figure it out, kind of piece together. Do you think? Well, they won a spring game last year. That's not a good. That's not a good uh, analogy. Yeah, I guess we knew it was. Why is it on SEC Network Plus? Oh, is it? I don't yeah. Know. Is there another spring game on SEC Network? I don't know. Maybe there's a baseball game on SEC Network that day. I'm just like that's whatever. There could be another. There could be a baseball game on. I'm day. sure that Alabama's is on ESPN like eight times. So. Yeah, I know for sure. I mean, they probably sold it out already. Um, <laughs> Nebraska definitely did. They can't well, – to be fair, Nebraska, the only thing they have going for them is, like, consecutive sold-out games. So, you got to do it. Like, you can't end that. If, ten- if Tennessee fans had a record for, like – you know, because hadn't Nebraska had a sold-out game for, like, the last 20 years? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. If Tennessee fans – if that was the case for Tennessee and they stopped doing that, I would hate every Tennessee fan ever. Yeah, so, 100%. I think Nebraska's got to keep doing it. Um, I think with this system and the QBs we have, I have doubts we won't know until the first game. I think it's possible. I, so this is this was what I was going to say. And, and I kind of agree with you to an extent, Landon, because Josh Heupel and a lot of um, the offensive coaches mentioned this, how they expect to have the offense installed by this spring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I kind of agree with Landon because they cater their offense, not entirely, but they will cater their offense. It's not necessarily – right phrase or word it's not necessarily like designed around the quarterback but it's catered to the quarterback and i also think josh heupel it doesn't seem the guy is just gonna like yeah we got to keep this secret so no one knows that we're gonna roll out change oh really see he kind of make he kind of looks like a guy who's like he looks like i think he looks like the the type of he wore a batman suit man i, I just i i think he's like a week before the game he's like you know this is our starter I would love that. If he does that, I mean, he'll have my full support. If he do, if he did it in the spring. I mean, uh, maybe he learned something from Jeremy Pruitt. He's like, oh, this, this moron didn't pick one and then just rolled out the, the worst possible scenario. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. I if he if he picked a quarterback the week of the first game, I would love that. If he picked a quarterback on April 24th, I would love that. Yeah. I mean, that would be sexy. that's our guy. That's what we're rolling with. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I that's definitely you, not going to happen. I think. No, I think you. I, have, think, I think you're right, though. I think you have an idea of the quarterback. I think you're right. Yeah, not named, not named, but I think you have a general idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we'll know probably the end of um, fall camp. Yeah. Um. Okay. Any other storylines you want to mention? Anything you're looking at specifically? Groups. I, I, I want to know like who all on the offensive line is is he going to be playing? Like, like I want to know, like, where people are. 
Um, because this is a different offense. So, you know, it, you just can't be like a a big load <laughs> and just think you're just going to play in this offense because it, it just doesn't – it's not set up that way. Um, so right. I'm interested to kind of see who um, – if any new guys maybe emerge. Um, okay. Not saying that, like, it has to be a freshman. It, it could be a guy that hasn't really played up to this point. Um. And who play? Who takes the spot of Brandon Kennedy? Who takes the spot of Trey Smith, Juan Morris? Um, you know who plays? Who's your left tackle? Um, yeah. I, I think that's that's interesting to me. Um, well, you, you mentioned the size. Uh, offensive line, not not so much. They brought it up, but you did mention the size. So I'm curious. Um, is there anybody you see on the roster that necessarily doesn't fit in this off? Like that, you're like, eh, I would be surprised if they play now. Hmm. <clears throat> maybe maybe not I think I don't know about Ramel Keaton and not just specifically with this offense I just think um you know his, his speed just isn't really there yeah. and uh and I, I think he could probably get passed up as well okay Cedric Tillman might be another one um that that might have a hard time finding the um the field but as far as an offensive lineman, I don't know any see. off the top of my head. It's just like, is it going to work? I mean, I think Darnell Wright could, you know, if if he's not a, if he's in terrible shape and things like that, that could be one maybe you look out for. But I think talent wise, Darnell Wright is going to be up there with some of your best linemen. Gotcha. Um, so the one storyline I'm kind of like, I don't have storyline. Just like see what kind of happens this, this spring. I, I'm interested in the pass rush, and I think a lot of people will be, should be, yep. um, just because there's so many questions. But I also think there is a lot of talent. I really do. Um, now it's definitely going to be like how they, you know, not only how the staff utilizes the talent, but also I mean like what defense are they going to really use most of the time? They haven't. Tim Banks hasn't really said, and you don't really know. Um, but I mean, I think you've got a lot of guys that can bring good pressure. To the, to the quarterback um, from some different areas. Um, that's, you know, like Roman Harrison, um, uh, Tyler Barron, um, Morvin Joseph. Like, I think there's a ton of guys, ton. There's some guys that can really bring some pressure. How they're going to do it and who's going to be, because, I mean, let's be honest, um, pass rusher feels like you don't really have, like, pass, like, a good pass rush by committee. You have usually one guy who can really dominate, maybe some guys that can help. Yeah. Um, really, it's, you rarely see it done by committee. Um, so who's going to step up and kind of be that guy, the guy? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I'm interested in that. I'm also interested in who who is going to play linebacker. Yes. You know, uh, you, Chris you, had, <laughs> you had two in the, um, you know, get arrested this week. So, you know, I don't think they'll be kicked off the team or anything like that. I right. think it is what it is. You handle it in, internally and, and move on. Um I'm not. I'm not saying it's right, but right. you know you, you can't make those mistakes in a dorm. I mean, let, let's be a little bit more. Let's Stay be a little smarter about it. The weed. Yeah, just be a little bit smarter with it. Um, Agreed. I, I don't think it's a huge a huge deal, but yeah, it, it's something you don't want to make a habit. I mean, guys have gotten arrested for it. Um, I think Jawan he got arrested. I think uh, I mean I think his thing was just a citation. I think that was kind of part of the issue. Is like 
but he said arrested and he wasn't arrested apparently. So yeah, but yeah, I think he did get in trouble for it. Yes. Will Ignat, John Kelly got a, got in trouble for it. So yeah, I don't, I don't think it's the end of the world for either of those guys, but to be freshmen, um, definitely don't want to start off your Tennessee career with, with one of these. Um, but yeah, who, who plays linebacker? You know, Aaron Willis, Martavius French were two of those guys. Bryson Eason, where does he play? Um, Jeremy Banks was a running back, so do they move him back to running back? I don't think so. But Surely not. I, I mean, where, where do some of the those guys play? Where do some of the guys like that, you know, had a different position and have moved kind of back and forth? forth? Guy, a guy like Kenny Solomon, who has a ton of speed in this offense, you want to utilize that speed. So does he move to the offensive side? Um D Beckwith, where does where does he land? Um right. what what position is he gonna play? Is he gonna be a running back? Is he gonna be a tight end? Is he gonna be a wide receiver? I think he's a ton of options, so I'm interested to kind of see where um this spring where some of those guys land. I'm interested in the D Beckwith one. Like where what position does he play? Mm-hmm. Um seems like they never really settled on one. Like, I mean, I'm not gonna confidently say they settled on running back. Because he didn't get, but like, what, three carries? So, yeah. um, kind of two, curious- two of them went for first downs. Right. So, kind of curious to see where, uh, where D Beckwith ends up. Definitely. Uh, I think, especially in this offense, um, I think he could be utilized at three different positions, just kind of depending on where they see him as a need and where they think he fits best. So, yeah. I, I think the, the quarterback is, is an easy one. Um, so I'm not going to spend too much time because we love to talk about the quarterback situation. Anytime and all the time, um, I'm interested to see like who who are the wide receivers that emerge opposite of like Jalen Hyatt because I think him and, and Valus Jones are probably going to be guys that you want to utilize. But who else after that? Yeah, no, I, th- I think uh, I mean I think there's going to be a ton of wide receivers you utilize this year. Mm-hmm. But I, Outside of Valus Jones and Jalen Hyatt, I don't necessarily know like how, if that makes sense. Yeah, like um, who, who gets a ton of ton of receptions? Yeah. Um, is it going to be more slants? Is it going to be right. you know fades to to Malachi Wideman? Um, yeah, who, who's who's utilized really in this offense, and and how they're utilized is something that I'm interested in yeah. seeing. And I think they will be. I don't. I don't think Josh Heupel is going to key in and zone in on two guys. I just am curious to see how they're used. Um, that's, that's kind of the, you know, spot I'm in, I guess. Um, any other, any other notes you want to mention about spring ball, uh, this team going into spring? Yeah, I'm interested just kind of how everything meshes, um, with the new staff. That's always something to watch. Um, you know, Willie Martinez seems to have a good handle on, on some of these guys. He just knows them from, um, either recruiting them or recruiting them in other places. So, um, what what does the defensive backfield look like? You sprinkle in some talent, Christian Charles, uh, Sean Rucker, this fall. So you know where do some of the those guys um, end up? Are they sprinkled in the rotation? Can they push for a starting position? Because I don't think you know Alante Taylor is probably going to be a starter. But I don't think anybody's just solidified themselves as like, yeah, that's that's our guy. Right, right. No, I would agree with that. Uh, yeah, let's. Defense is a big question mark, so uh, definitely curious to see what happens there. The, mm. Pretty much the entire defensive side of the ball. The entire team. <laughs> I mean, because, like, the, the offense you're you're interested in. But at least uh, offense you, like, know the ta- you know the talent pool. Right, yeah. Yeah. Kind of curious about No that. clue. No, not a clue. Not a clue at all. 
All right. Excellent. Let's move on to the good stuff. Let's get into it. Last night, little scare for three innings. Um, also, speaking of this, before we get started, a couple of guys at Volunteer Roadshow, Landon included. I'll let him. Uh, I'll let him plug the show entirely. But uh, new baseball show coming at you. Yeah, it's called the Bat Flip. Um, exclusively talking about Tennessee baseball. Uh, just had the idea about a month ago, and uh, we got to put it together. Actually did the first show tonight, so hopefully we're getting that out to you soon. Um, stay tuned for that. It's just going to be a weekly show kind of talking about, um, you know, previous games, upcoming games, um, some different players and things like that. Hopefully get some former players, some coaches, uh, media members, talk about Tennessee baseball. Um, just more content just kind of thrown at you. Um, it, it's a market that a, a lot of – people don't really cover. So uh, we want to get the grasp on that and, and bring more exposure to uh, to that side of things. Right. And and you didn't answer my question. And neither did, neither did uh, Kiv. So I'm going to ask it again. When do we get Tequila Tuesdays? Because last night would have been an absolutely electric Tequila Tuesday. Well, we did it. You just weren't here. We, we, <laughs> no, no, don't, don't put that we, evil on we me. We went to the bean and, and just had Tequila Tuesday. Don't put that evil on me. <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, I think uh, Tequila Tuesdays need to happen there. Uh, don't know how many Tuesday games they have left now, but th- I think that's the more fun of it. Random Tuesday night games. Tequila Tuesday at Lindsay. Let's do it. Let's get it going. Let, let's let's get a let's get a group together and and pack the porch one day. Hey, I would love that. I would love to do that. Speaking of people who are packing it, what do they call themselves? The legends of Lindsey Nelson. I've got to say it. They bring some electric energy to that place. It's hey, fantastic. That's, that's what you need. It's fantastic to watch. Big shout out to the, is that their name? Am I giving it the right name? I think it's something like that. I, let me look it up real quick. Um, so we, we can do it, you know, do it right by you guys because uh, did they ever get into the game last night? I noticed they didn't get in initially. I think they did. Did. That's even that's even better. Um, yes, it is the le- legends of Lindsey Nelson. Um, they wore hockey jerseys last night, which, in my opinion, makes it even weirder, which makes it more electric. Because cheering, like, if you don't, if you're not on the field, talking trash at a baseball game is already like kind of weird. Mm-hmm. You know, not that it's like I love it. I'm all for it. In fact, I think it's one of the better environments to talk trash at because everyone can hear every word you say. Yeah. It's just weird, and I love it. it. It weirdness, weirdness is great in my opinion. Like mm-hmm. Tequila Tuesday, how weird it would be. Great. Yeah. Uh, Chris asks, "What is your overall opinion of the baseball team?" Um, my overall opinion is kind of the, to be determined. You start SEC play. I think this this team is good. I think they're deserving of of their top twenty, top fifteen, um, even one. Uh, Place has them top ten. Yeah, I say they're in the top ten, Landon. Um, so I, I think they're more than deserving of that. Uh, but we we'll see this this weekend where they fare with you know some of the top programs in the country. You know you have the all SEC top five right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think if you're able to go five hundred, I think Tennessee will be just fine um, in whatever regional they end up in. Um, but yeah, the, this this is where. Uh, you separate the the men from the boys. Yeah, I, I'm really, and not that Tennessee hadn't faced you know tough competition. I mean, they started off with a pretty, um, you know, solid series at Georgia Southern, um, Indiana State, obviously. Uh, and you talked about it how you know you were 
looked into it more. They were a pretty solid team. Tennessee actually split that series with them. And then Georgia State came in with wins over Georgia Tech and Vanderbilt. Um, they got a win over Vanderbilt. They they split the series with number fourteen, um, West Virginia. So, so I mean, just a really really good baseball team, and and you actually swept them. Um, so, I mean, this Tennessee team is is definitely a good baseball team. Right. Like you mentioned, though, SEC is just a different animal. Um, separates the men from the boys. Like, it's going to be a grueling season. It's going to be a grueling season from here on out. Can you can you do it? Can you do it for not just, you know, one weekend? Can you do it back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back weekends? I mean, it's kind of like that Omaha feel because, like, th- these are the, the top – pitchers, the top hitters in the entire country. So if you're able to survive uh, an SEC schedule, it, it just helps you, you know, in whatever region you get in. Um, and, and then you kind of, you know, control your own destiny at that point. So it's kind of it's kind of like the turn, the March Madness feel, just survive in advance. Yeah. It's pretty much what you're doing um, come SEC play. But you got to win last night. And, and is it, you know, I mentioned this on, on the, the, the bat flip earlier tonight and, and is it a win that you're gonna that's gonna change your program absolutely not but it, it, it's a win that you needed um to gain some momentum to to head into to sec play right. um and it's kind of been that same thing where you know tennessee's scrappy they are um you know you, you saw the dugouts kind of come unglued last night um you, you see the swagger you see Tony Vitello and how you know passionate he is jumping on the, you know the celebration after Beck hits that home run. Um, I, I just like this this team and they continue to head in the right direction. And you know I, I think Danny White's, if he's smart, he would already have a contract written up. And I would I would almost want to do a lifetime contract because Tony Vitello is that special. No, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, I and you mentioned I would you know like would this be a win that you know solidifies or turns your turns your program around? No, but the, you know the cool thing about you know this game and you know they even played Austin P last minute last year or last year last last week two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know those teams in state teams less lesser teams you know however you want to say it like they want to knock you off just as much as an SEC team on any given weekend. Like they want to get that win because it means a lot to their program. Um, yeah. So they definitely, and, and you know, ETSU, I don't know much about Austin P. ETSU historically is a good baseball program, um, mm-hmm. you know, especially at their level. So that game meant a lot. You talked about how it got scrappy. That game meant a lot for ETSU. It wasn't just some, and I'm not saying it did this for Tennessee because, you know, t- uh, it, it's very clear those guys want to compete every day. Yeah, you can tell with their body language. You can tell the way they play. It, they want to win every day, but um, for ETSU, it wasn't just a normal Tuesday night game. Hey, let's go wrap this thing up. We'll get to the weekend. They wanted to win that game too. Yeah, and you don't do a bat flip on a team that you're beating twenty to nothing. <laughs> no, um, not, not, not a bat flip like that. <laughs> and, and a and a shin guard toss. <laughs> the shin guard toss was legendary. I'm going to need them to add that to the next uh, MLB 2K show game. Print I'm going to need the shin guard toss. I'm going to need the option for a shin guard toss after I after I hit a hit a dinger. That that's the new uh, field day event in elementary school, shin guard toss. I like it. I like um, it. That, that was a pretty epic bat flip. But yeah, just a just a really good game. Um, fought back and and ended up winning it. You know, 
Gilbert almost won it, but before Beck did, um, with with a shot to to right center, but uh, center fielder made a, a great play on the ball, and uh, and then Beck ended it. Um, he had two home runs last night. He was mm. three for six. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, three for six, five RBIs. Um, Drew Gilbert was one for five. He had two RBIs, um, a sack fly. Pete Durkay was two for five. Um, you're getting a lot of production from the top of the lineup. So I mentioned this. I, I want to see more consistency out of the bottom of the lineup. Um, but, I mean, it's you're winning games, so it's hard for me to, to really nitpick of, of something you need to do better. That's a good um, thing, though, when you're winning games, you get to nitpick. You get to go, I, I need more out of this this person or, or this side. Yeah, but I'm interested to see kind of pitching-wise where, where the roles kind of – come into place like who, who's going to be that Sunday that for sure Sunday starter mm-hmm. um, I think Chad Dallas and Blade Tidwell will be your, your Friday and Saturday uh, but who's going to be that Sunday uh, starter in, in this rotation who's going to come in after him when do you get Jackson Leith Jason Rackers when you get some of those guys back and then who emerges um, Max Ferguson is really hitting the ball well right now um, is he able to keep moving up that lineup back to the top um, because no, no one's one, no one at the top is really doing anything to move down. So it's, right. it's hard to, to get up there. Le- I mentioned Liam Spence is Mr. Reliable and he's just, he's not the flashy guy like Gilbert and Beck who are hitting, you know, five home runs a piece and five RBI games. Um, but he leads the team in average. He's second in slugging percentage. Um, you know, he's just done a really good job at that leadoff spot and, uh, you know, I think Tennessee's got a good team. We'll, we'll see where they're at this weekend against Georgia and Athens. Um, I'm sure there'll be some barking fans there. So, uh, good luck. Yeah, no, for sure. Definitely good luck. It is uh, – I'm excited to see this team jump into SEC play, uh, especially since, like, last year, the way it ended. Um, they were on the road to South Carolina when they got the call to, to actually turn the bus around. Or I don't think they were actually on the road yet, but they were on the bus. Um, and they were they were told to to – Go ahead and uh, get off. They're done. Uh, so that sucks. Very, very excited to, to get started in SEC play last year. So hopefully they just kind of um, pick up where they left off at Georgia. Um, it's it's. When is there going to be just a, a bench-clearing brawl with this team? There has to be at some point, right? It almost happened last night. Last I mean, night was, was – um, Evan Russell came out like wanting some of somebody. <laughs> I mean, Vitello is even John, and that's oh, what yeah. I love. That's yeah. what I love about it. So when your coach is John, like it's just bound to happen at some point, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. Hopefully, it's Vanderbilt. <laughs> that would be, be awesome. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. That's going to be at home. That, that's going to be fun to watch. Um, you know, I, I didn't mention this on the show, but Tennessee kind of has a good schedule pool, um, if you can really say that when it comes to SEC play. But you know, the the guys that got at home, LSU, Florida, Vanderbilt, some of those teams. Mm-hmm. You'd rather play in my home than away. So, you know, you got a good pull in, in that regard um, right. when it comes to the SEC schedule. But, yeah, I'm excited. Let's get it. Let's go win. Bring your A game. It's SEC play. I'm ready. I'm ready, baby. All right. Uh, let's see. Any more questions? I know we've gotten a lot of them during the show. Any that were asked pre-show we need to get to? That's all I got. That's it? All right. Well, in that case, stupidity is an epidemic. Go find some. I'm going to go find mine here. Maybe I maybe maybe I have to jump back to Sunday do some fails. Maybe. Okay. Uh, yeah, you may get a little mix and match here. Mine's um, a, my first one is Darren Ravel. Oh, perfect! I love that. So, 
this guy said he has all these baseball cards and he's like going through some things from my dad's collection, no idea where to even start. And then Darren Ravel comments says pretty much all junk. My like, dude, really? I did. I did hear about that. I did hear about it. Oh, what an idiot, dude. Why he's is a- he? What? Like, I feel like he didn't used to, has he always been like this or just oh, like, yeah. it's just lately people have been like calling him out for everything. So okay. definitely okay. been more, uh, noteworthy, I guess lately, but yeah, definitely always been an asshole. Good Lord. <laughs> Um, I've got one. Did you see the I, – I'm trying to clarify which game it was in. The secure, I don't know, security guard, the whatever. Did you see him put the videographer in a chokehold? Good. Because he thought – I guess he was breaking COVID protocols. But it was the, it was the team who had won the game. Um, I'm trying to get who, who it was. It was their videographer, and he was like in the team huddle. So he came and drug him out of the team huddle in a headlock. Nice. What game was this? Taking your job seriously. I love it. I'm trying to figure out what game this was. It was a it was a conference championship game. And he goes to get the celebration, the videographer does, and immediately gets put in a, head, in a headlock. I love it. Yeah. And the team was not happy about it, by the way. That was the best part. No, the team was like, what the hell are you doing, man? Get out of our huddle. <laughs> No, not to the videographer, to the guy that put him in a headlock. Oh, I know. Yeah, like, yeah. The videographer is here just, you know, cashing checks, and here you are coming and ruin everything. <laughs> I loved it. Loved it. But I uh, bet he got suspended. Probably. I'm trying to pull it up right now. Omar Payne. It was uh, Dayton. Okay. It was Dayton's videographer. I'm trying to read. I actually haven't read the article. I'm going to read it here in a minute. Uh, maybe later. I don't feel like reading it right now. Is that lazy? I don't care. It is what it is. I don't care. Wait, Chris said it was St. Bonaventures. So was the it Bonnies? The- was it the Bonnies in VCU? Oh, it, it was St. St. Bonaventures, but it was a University of Dayton student. So it wasn't the team's videographer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Like, dude, will you chill? <laughs> also, I love that, that we... Um, practiced in Vanderbilt's gym. Oh yeah. They're not using it. (laughs) They don't need it. We should have, we should, we should have driven to Lexington on our way to Indianapolis. Oh yeah. Practice in Rupp. That would have been great. Would have loved that. This is a stupidity, but I I just want to throw it out there because I don't have any more, but did you see where the TWSAA is moving the football championship to Chattanooga? Yes. Love it. We talked about it. I still think it should rotate, but I love that it's going to be in, in, yeah, in just, Chattanooga. Just give us a new place. I mean, Tizzy Tech, thank you, but you you ruined your welcome. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was a long time coming. Well, they they didn't even they like the pretty much TWSA pretty much said if you had got if you had committed to getting new turf before the twenty twenty one championship game, we would have given it. Yeah. To I so, mean, I mean, like. All the money that 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 brought in, like where was it going? Because it wasn't going to the stadium renovations. Yeah, no, very dumb. Uh, Chris said, "Why not Nashville? Nashville didn't bid. Na- no one else bid this year besides uh, Chattanooga and Cookville. So it was going to one of two places. I'll I'll drive a little bit farther to Chattanooga. 
Dude, I like I would much rather go to a cha- like I might go to a game, a championship game at Finley than I would a championship game at Cookville. And I don't mean like if South Doyle made it. I mean like I may just go to a game. Yeah. But I mean there's more places sure. like it, there's more to do. There's like more places to stay. Exactly. Yeah, it'll be uh it'll be a better overall experience for everyone involved. So that's okay. definitely exciting. Yep. Um yeah, it, it was can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, hopefully South Doyle does make it too. That would make it even better. Be cool. Very cool. Uh, I don't think I have any more stupidities. I, oh, wait, uh, I did have one more. Um, again, probably more so a fail, but we didn't get to do them on Sunday. So oh, let me let me get to it real quick. Maybe. Oh, uh, this one actually came the other day. So I, I don't know whatever you want to call it. Um, UNT assistant. I don't know who that is. UNT University. North, of, North Texas. North Texas, maybe. Um, so you've seen all the complaint about the food, right? Similar to the NBA bubble food. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, he said it's only one and a half days of hotel food until you get your COVID results. Then you can order from outside for your teams. Our players are so grateful for what we have. You can't say you come from the struggle and complain about free meals. First off, the NCAA is literally going to make a billion dollars from the March Madness. They can F and pay. They can pay for good food. I agree. Those meals look like absolute dog shit, like terrible meals. Second off, I 100% love that last line because you know all these players have been posting all year long. Y'all don't know where I came from, where I'm going, blah, blah, blah. And I saw I love the line because it's just like, do you always say you come from a struggle? Like, why can't you struggle a little bit longer? I love that line. I think it's awesome. Struggle's real. I love it. You can't, you can't <laughs> say you come from struggle and complain about a free meal. That's awesome. Love that line. Think it's all silly. Yeah, you think you struggle? Have you watched the entirety of the Last Chance You? No, I'm on episode four. I think. I think I'm on five. Okay. Um, Dude, this is might be my favorite season, which is pretty really. Good. I didn't think I'd like basketball more than football. It's pretty good. I like the coach a lot. Yeah, I do. Yeah, he's not just like an ass. <laughs> I think it's really, really interesting because I know we probably both feel the same. I'm sure there's people listening that feel the same. It's very easy to like hate. Hate's not the right word. Be annoyed with coaches who treat players the way he treats. Um, oh my gosh, peasants. No, what is his name? Buddy Stevens. No, no, no. The head coach. I don't even know his name. Treats the one player. Um, Mosley. Doesn't he? Yeah, the way Mosley treats uh, really Joe. good dude. That's a whiny baby. Joe. Joe Hampton. Hampton. Yeah, Joe Hampton. It is very, very interesting to hear him like in interviews talk so like honestly about him, and then you get to kind of see like how he handles him away from the team. Because if you just, if I just saw how he handled him with the team, I would not like him. Yeah. So it's very, in my opinion, very interesting to hear him interact with him away from everyone, and then also to hear him talk about why he handles him the way he handles him. Not saying I necessarily agree with it, but I definitely respect it more. Like knowing all that. Yeah, he's just like, dude, I'd love to play, but you're taking Tom Bomb. He's yeah. like, what do you want me to do? Right. No, it's yeah, it's it's really good. So yeah, if you if you haven't started it, uh, I recommend it. I think it's really good. Absolutely. Um, you talk. How good is Joe Hampton? Speaking of that, like he's really good, and I know he had a good year for uh, where was he at? Long oh. Long Beach. Who went to Long Beach? Oh yeah, he went to Long, Long Beach. Beach State. He, ends up at Long he Beach. had a pretty good year. Okay. 
Yeah, I think he had a couple games where he had either close to double-doubles. I'm just interested, like, how he ended up at this junior college. Because, like, he's from Oak Hill and went to Penn State. So he's, like, the opposite side of the country. It sounds like he maybe ended up in California or maybe heard about Mosley and heard about East L.A. Because it sounds like he reached out to Mosley. Yeah. Saying, like, because Mosley said it. He was like, yeah, you can come play, like. Maybe, maybe 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 move from from out there to Oak Hill and yeah. Maybe. Do you, do you know where he's at? Where he's from originally? Before he went to Oak Hill, mm-hmm. I know if he's from Virginia or, or what, but yeah, I doubt it. I'm sure he's from somewhere probably. else. Probably. He's a he's freaking good though. Also, KJ is really good. freaking hoop. He didn't go anywhere big either, did he? Is it USC? I'm pretty sure. Oh, is, I think he ended up. Yeah, I think he ended up at USC, but I don't think he played this year. Okay. Yeah, I think he maybe arrived like a little bit later. Um, and then I don't know the guard. Who's the mixed guard? Um, Deshaun. Dude, I think he's got ice in his. Is it Deshaun? The mixed one. Yeah. Okay. That dude is a hooper. You know how uh, Joe Hampton talked about hoopers, hoopers and ballers difference. Yeah. That dude's a hooper. <laughs> in my opinion, that dude's a hooper. Chris, say hi to your daughters. Three-year-old triplets. Holy crap, dude. You've got your hands full. Yeah. I, I like makes like I appreciated you already for listening to the show. The fact that you find time to listen to us even more, shout out. You're awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. Tell them we said, hey, I'm glad I'm glad you're raising them right. Exactly. 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 Listen to, to more important issues, cry and whine about Tennessee <laughs> athletics. Yeah, <that's> nice. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. Oh, my gosh, dude. I forgot. No green, no victory hat. Get the out of here. I'm just – I'm struggling, man. I'm on spring break. Did you – are you wearing that for uh, bat flip or is it you keeping it strictly business over there? What's the – Yeah, I'm going like business um, professional. Okay. All right. I I respect it. I respect it. So, guys, always appreciate y'all listening. Chris, appreciate you and the kids listening. Love it. Y'all are awesome, always. Guys, it's it's getting close to spring practice. You know, this week we got the NCAA tournament. I hope y'all win a ton of money with the locks, best bets, um, whatever you call them. <laughs> and, uh, you know, hopefully Tennessee baseball gets the the weekend series against Georgia. So be on the lookout for that. Um, go check us out on Twitter. And uh, we're bringing the boat in, and we out.